Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, I'm going to talk about game six and seven of the American League Championship Series. Let's get right to it. Game six was Framber versus Evaldi. I really had a lot of confidence going into this game that Framber would get the win for us. Uh, let's go to the bottom of the first. Jordan had an RBI single. Altuve scored. We're up one to zero. Top of the second, Garver had a solo home run and tied things up. Top of the fourth, Jonah Heim with a two-run bomb. That made it 3-1 to one, Texas. In the bottom of the sixth, Dubon had a sack fly with the bases loaded. Jordan scored from third. That was 3-2. to two. Top of the eighth, Garver had an RBI double, and that made it 4-2. to two. And then we go to the ninth inning, and it's 4-2. to two. <laughs> And Dusty puts in Rafael Montero. Now, you can say what you want about Montero, if he's good or not or whatever, but this is game six of the American League Championship Series. There has to be a better option in the ninth inning. When Montero came in, I was thinking, is he giving up? What's going on here? But anyway, Seager was hit by the pitch with the bases loaded. I made it five to two. And then Adolis Garcia hit a grand slam. That made it nine to two, and that, and that was the final score. Framber five innings, five hits, three runs, two walks, and six strikeouts. Gave up two home runs, but I think Framber pitched well enough with our offense. He pitched well enough to give us the win. He only allowed three runs. We have one of the best bullpens in baseball. This is a game we should have won. Maton came in and pitched an inning, no runs and a strikeout. Neris pitched an inning, a hit and a walk, no runs. Abreu came in, two hits and a run, and he had two strikeouts. Then we go to the ninth inning. Montero comes in, gives up a hit and a walk and three runs. Didn't get anybody out. Stanek gave up a hit. Two runs were his. He gave up the grand slam, and uh, that was it. He had a strikeout, but he finished the inning. The Astros had a chance uh, in the bottom of the ninth. They had the bases loaded, and they put John Singleton. I think this was that game. I, I don't know. But they had a chance. Top of the ninth was bad. It was very bad. I don't know why you put Montero in. That's just... Questionable decisions by our manager, Dusty Baker. Altuve went two for five. Jordan, two for three with an RBI. And Abreu, two for four. And those are the only three Astros that had hits. How are you going to win a game if you can only you only have three out of your nine guys get hits? The Astros, one for eight with runners in scoring position. They left nine on base. 
What it seems like happens in this game and most of the series, especially at home, is that you have those top four guys doing things. They turn it over to five through nine, and they do nothing. And that's probably where all the guys got left on base. One for eight with runners in scoring position left nine on base. That is not good. So they did plenty. They got plenty of offense, but it was only from three guys. Texas, nine runs on 10 hits. Houston had two runs on six hits. So we go to a game seven. And this game seven is Corey. I mean, <laughs> why am I saying Corey? Because I said Corey Seager. Christian Javier and Max Scherzer. The last time they faced each other, Scherzer got lit up and we win the game. So I had confidence going to this game as well. When the Astros went to Texas and went three games in a row, no matter how bad they play at home, we had Framber and then CJ against Scherzer. And I'm like, we're going to win one of these two. But it didn't happen. Top of the first, Seager had a solo home run. That was one to zero. Garcia, RBI single, two to zero. Mitch Garver, RBI single, is three to zero in the first inning. Bottom of the first, Jose Abreu, RBI single, brought in Altuve, three to one. Top of the third, Garcia hits his sixth home run. It's four to one. Bottom of the third, Bregman, one of the four, hits a home run. It's fourth one of the series, a uh, fourth one of the playoffs, and it's four to two. We're still in this game. Top of the fourth, Carter, two run double, six to two. Garcia, two run single, eight to two. Go to the sixth inning. Low, two-run homer. It's 10 to 2, and we got a blowout. Bottom of the seventh, Jordan, one of the four. RBI single. Brings in Bregman, one of the four, 10 to 3. Top of the ninth, Garcia hits a seventh home run, 11 to 3. And then bottom of the ninth, Jose Altuve fittingly with the last home run of the year for the Astros. His fourth one, and he's one of the four. One of the four top four guys that do anything. 11 to 4. <clears throat> that was the final. I've been wanting to clear my throat for a while, but I can't find the mute button when I'm alone. Anyway, let's look at the pitchers in this game. Christian Javier, one-third of an inning. We win the last time he pitches one-third of an inning. Four hits, three runs, and a walk. Maton comes in, finishes the first. No runs, two strikeouts. Javier's ERA in the playoffs, 409. Maton's ERA in the playoffs, zero. Hunter Brown pitches two innings, two hits and a run. His ERA was 257 in the playoffs. JP France, who barely got to pitch, I think this may have been his only outing. Two thirds of an inning, five hits and four runs, a walk and a strikeout. Hector Neris, an inning and a third, two walks, no runs. His ERA in the playoffs, Surprisingly, 648. Brian Abreu, an inning, a hit and two runs. His ERA, 432. Jose Arquiti, two innings, two hits and a run. 540. Stanek, a hit, 675. Those are some amazingly high ERAs. And the reason you lose this game. You can blame it on the offense. You can blame it on Dusty. You can blame it on whatever you want. 
But if your starter can't even get out of the first inning, you have you end up using Urquidy to throw two innings. You end up bringing in J.P. France. You need your starter to go six innings, bring in the seven, eight, nine guy, and you have a chance. But you can't win if your starter goes an inning and a third. So the Astros had four runs on 12 hits. Texas had 11 runs on 15 hits. The Astros were two for 14. Two for 14 with runners in scoring position. That is their downfall, folks. Runners in scoring position. Like I said, most of the time, it's one of those top four batters. Jose Altuve, Bregman, Jordan, and Abreu. Usually it's one of those guys on base, and they get left on by these other guys. So Monday, in the NLCS, Philly was up 3-2, to two, just like the Astros. Two games at home against the Diamondbacks. Monday, the Diamondbacks went 5-1 to one to force a game 7. Tuesday, the Diamondbacks went a close one, 4-2. to two. Now, I predicted an Astros-Phillies rematch, and I was wrong. Both of those guys made it to the championship series, but they get knocked out. So who saw the Diamondbacks going to the World Series? As Astro fans, I know we're all pretty happy that the Diamondbacks are in the World Series because of Brent Strong. All right, so World Series Game 1 is Arizona at Texas. Texas has home field advantage. Game 1 is Friday at 7.03 on Fox, and Game 2 is Saturday at 7.03 on Fox. So Game 1 on Friday, Game 2 on Saturday, Arizona at Texas. So like I said, we had four guys doing a lot. I think JV had a good outing. But we got no help from these guys. We got no help. Framer Valdez threw a no-hitter this year. Framer Valdez, all-star. Cy Young, candidate. The guy's an amazing pitcher. I don't know what happened to him. 0 for 3 with a 9 ERA. He didn't help us at all. Michael Brantley hit 179. Not only did he not play... Almost at all this year. He was hurt almost the whole year. He hits 179 in the playoffs. Kyle Tucker, the biggest shock of them all. Kyle Tucker led the American League in ERA. I mean, in uh, RBIs. He was a 30 for 30 guy. He hits 150. Kyle Tucker hit 150 this year in the playoffs. Jeremy Pena hit 200. Jeremy Pena was the American League Championship Series MVP, the World Series MVP, and he hit 200. My boy Martin Maldonado hit 143. You know who did good but didn't get play a lot? Chaz McCormick. He hit 286. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
So Brian McTaggart, I got an email that sent me to a link to a story that he wrote. Biggest questions for the Astros going into 2024. Number one, Dusty's likely headed into retirement and the Astros look to get younger. He didn't mention who would be the new manager. Joe Espada, the bench coach, has been the front runner. I think they're going to go somewhere else. I really do. <clears throat> number two, free agents. This is question number two, biggest question. Brantley most likely won't be back, and I don't blame him. Guy was hurt all year. And then he hit 179 in the playoffs. Bye-bye. Maldi's time at catcher is over. I thought maybe they would sign Maldi as a backup. But he thinks it's over. And he said they need to find a backup for Yiner Diaz. Next year is Yiner Diaz time. Hector Neris is a free agent. But he has a player option for $8.5 million for next year. But he'll probably turn that down because he can get more money in free agency. This doesn't necessarily mean that his time with the Astros are over because he can turn it down and he can negotiate a new contract with the Astros. And I see the Astros doing whatever they can to get him back. Phil Maton and Ryan Stanek are also free agents. I think they let Stanek walk and they try to get Phil Maton back. That's what I think. So looking, in, looking at the bullpen... Looking at the roster, we're going to have new names on this roster. Whether it be from Sugarland or free agency, there's definitely going to be. Uh, I, I don't. I won't. I don't want to say a lot of new blood, but considerably amount of new blood. When they speak of backup catcher, you still have my boy Luke Berryhill down there in Sugarland. Maybe he could be the backup. That would be totally awesome. So anyway, the Astros go so, – so let me tell you this. I go to work after the Astros lose all day long, and I'm sure you guys deal with the same thing. What happened to the Astros? What happened to the Astros? It's like they lost. So it's not like the Astros have never made it there, and then they don't win and we're all heartbroken. Of course we want to win, but we've been there before. The Astros were trying to go to the World Series for the third time in a row, and that hasn't happened since 1993. They were trying to win two World Series in a row. That happened, hasn't happened since 1992. I could have had those backwards, but you know what I mean. 92. I was like 20 years old. Maybe 21. It was 30 years ago, the last time someone did what the Astros were trying to do. So are we disappointed a little bit? But I've said it all year. If they don't win it all, I'll be fine. They went to their seventh straight American League championship series, and I don't think there's an Astro fan out there that doesn't still love their team, that doesn't still have a positive attitude. It is what it is. You don't want to lose to the Texas Rangers. I get it. I believe we're all going to be Arizona Diamond Band. Diamond Band. We're going to be Arizona Diamondback fans come the World Series time. I know I am. But I'm not crying. I'm not sad. It's fine. 
seven straight American League Championship Series, four World Series. In the last seven years, the Astros have been in the World Series four times. I'm not going to cry. And they won the World Series twice. So you can harass me all you want. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Everybody thinks you're, you know, like on suicide watch or anything, but you're not, dude. We're not upset. If you're upset, if you if you are super upset, I mean, feel the way you want to feel. That's what being a fan is. You feel the way you feel, but this is how I feel. I'm okay. Do I wish we would have beat Texas and went to the World Series and won it all? Of course. But I'm not sad. I don't know if any of you went and joined the uh, or followed the TikTok page, but wow. Wow. I'll tell you this. I got on there to talk about the Astros. And I'll tell you this. <laughs> People hate the Astros. And so... I don't know. I, I just talk about the Astros and people start going at me and I end up being a bad guy wrestler. I'm a heel. And uh, I just, I don't know. I just turned into a different person, but it was fun. And and then also I get a lot of messages on there. Boo-hoo, what happened now? You're going to be watching the game from your couch. Like, I was going to watch the game from my couch anyway. What did you think? I'm on the team? Get out of here. So anyway, keep your head up. We've got Altuve. We've got Bregman. we got Tucker. we got Jordan. we got Abreu. You know, another thing that he said is that, on Brian McTaggart's story, is that the new manager will more than likely want one solid center fielder. That's going to start the majority of the games, not this... You know, this guy's pitching, give me his special. I don't that's what he was saying also that Chaz McCormick will more than likely be the full time starting center fielder. And I think that'll make a lot of us happy. One thing I look at at the playoffs is Dubon was doing okay. He was doing way better than Jeremy Pena. Why not let him play shortstop instead of center field? And you can have Chaz on the in the lineup. I mean, Pena was so bad, they pinch hit for him twice. They pinch hit for him just like the pinch hit for Matt, uh, for Maldi. That's how bad he was. So if you want Dubon in there, play shortstop. I think you should definitely had Chaz McCormick in the lineup every game. And I think a lot of us are I, – I know I get comments – on Twitter and different places uh, that people are annoyed. I think so. I know everybody loves Dubon. Don't get me wrong, but some people don't like the fact that, you know, they put him in at center field when certain people are pitching. They used him a lot in center field, but I think he could have been used better at shortstop. It's always easy in hindsight to give advice. I know that, but uh, Dusty's time is over. I've backed Dusty the whole time, but and last year I gave him tons of credit. He he pulled the right strings and made the right moves, but game six, no. There was a game five he put Singleton in there.
just to get a walk, and he did. I think he pinch hit for Pena. And then Yiner came in and got a hit, something like that. But he made moves that helped win game five. So I got to give him props for making those moves. But when you're down four to two and you have the bases loaded, you don't put a guy in with the 100 and something batting average. You put Yiner Diaz in. Yiner Diaz, Chaz McCormick were both on the bench in that game. And one of those guys should have went in. So anyway, I look forward to, no matter how bad this hurts, everybody, I really look forward to the offseason. Looking forward to bringing you guys some interviews. Try to get some former players or whoever I can. I'll try as hard as I can to get some great guests on. We'll have Steven on here with me talking about... uh, the off-season moves, free agency moves, who's going to be the manager. So we got a lot to talk about once the season is over. So don't go away. We will be here. And I apologize for it taking so long for me to do an episode, but I don't know. I'm on night shift, and uh, I'm just tired. And it's it's hard to be motivated to to come on here and talk about them losing. But as a fan, I'm proud. Nobody can bring me down. I am so proud of this team. I mean, we were bad. We were bad, and we built a team up. I wish the scandal wouldn't have happened so everybody didn't hate us, but I don't care. It's almost fun having a team that everybody hates because it brings us all together as Astro fans, and it's us against them. But let's see what the Astros can do. Let's see what kind of free agents they can get next year. Let's see how they, what they do with the uh, rotation. Um, JV will be back. Lance McCullers. Could you imagine if we would have had him this year instead of CJ? Hmm. So we're not going anywhere. The big four. I mean, the year after that might be a little different, but this, if, if the window is closing, if the window's closing for the Astros next year, the hand will be on the window. It won't be pulling it all the way down, but it's on the window. So there's a lot of work to do. Uh, a lot of, I, I think in 2020, what would it be? 2025, the team's going to look a lot different. That'll be after next season. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate all of you uh, listening during the playoffs. You actually helped us get to number 51. In the United States, we could have got higher, but we weren't making episodes, but my boy Steve was sick. You know, we were going to make one the other day, not to ramble. And I had a friend named Steve that was at my house watching the game, and then he let me know that he was home. And then I got a message from Steven, but I thought it was Steve saying that I'm going to set up. And I was like, what's this guy setting up for? He's setting up to watch football. What's this guy setting up for? And it was Steven. He wanted to do a podcast, but I thought it was the other guy. But it is what it is. And I want to give a shout out to my dad. Happy birthday, dad. We love and miss you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.
McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brobble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.